0: Game three tonight sees the series shift back to the Excel Energy Center and at least one familiar face is set to make a return. We discuss the lineup tweaks and get you ready to run through a brick wall today on Locked on Wild. You're locked on wild. Your daily podcast on the Minnesota Wild. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network. Your team every day. What's happening, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Locked on Wild, your daily Minnesota Wild podcast, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Thanks for making Locked on Wild your first listen each and every day. Make sure you subscribe on YouTube and your favorite podcast platform so you don't miss out on any new episodes throughout the week. On today's episode of Locked on Wild, we will tell you why John Klingberg's return to the lineup is important for Minnesota and whether or not Ryan Hartman and Jewel Eriksson Ek may join him in the lineup. My name is Seth Topal, your daily Minnesota Wild insider, and we are going to take game two, crumple it up, and throw it away. We are on to game three as the series shifts to the XL Energy Center tonight. An opportunity for the Minnesota Wild to get back to their brand of hockey and take back the lead in this series And it looks as though we will get at least one good return to the lineup. John Klingberg was uh, part of the starting line rotation during morning skate today. Looks like he will slot in for John Merrill in tonight's game. And so why is that important? Well, for starters... John Merrill has not been particularly great in the first two games of this series. He has been paired with Brock Faber, and by all accounts, the coaching staff has been very impressed with what Faber has brought to the ice so far in his uh, first few games in the NHL, to the point that there wasn't really anything they could pinpoint in the video session after Game 2 that Faber needed to particularly work on. It was a spirited video session, that the Wild had to try to uh, pinpoint some of the mistakes and try to fix the things that led to the Dallas Stars running wild in Game 2. So Faber gets Klingberg as his line mate. Klingberg is much more able to help offensively than Merrill is. Klingberg can go back to the power play. And Brock Faber and John Klingberg had some good chemistry together uh, in working together in the final few games of the season. It's similar to what we see with Jonas Brodeen and Matt Dumba. Obviously, Klingberg a little more offensively inclined than Dumba is, but you have the offense and the defense, the punch-counter-punch. Klingberg can get a little assistance from Faber on the defensive side, and it just works. So that's what we're going to see tonight. I look for Klingberg to help with the power play because the last few games of this series, it's been uh, – a little bit of a work in progress to say the least. So looking forward to getting Klingberg back into the rotation here tonight to, uh, to try to help those special teams units and more so just try to help uh, the Wilds continue to do some good things in five-on-five as well. Juul eriksson and Ryan Hartman both were at Morning Skate today. And from what Michael Russo tweeted out, uh, they both left at the time that the players that are non-scratches typically do. Not going to hear anything about whether or not they will play until the uh, warm-ups tonight. So I'm just going to go ahead and speculate. I think the fact that they both made it through, barring something happening between now and the start of the game, I think we'll see at least one of those guys. I want to kind of hedge my bets so that I don't uh, go 0 for 2, but I think there is a great chance that you see one, if not both of those guys, come back. And that would also be a huge return for the Minnesota Wild. Here's why. Because that then allows you to slot your top center for sure in Jewel Erickson Eck in terms of faceoffs, in terms of defensive identity, in terms of everything that the Wild are trying to do in this game to be able to take the series back and go up two games to one. You need a guy that can help you in the faceoff circle. You need a guy that can be physical defensively. Special teams-wise, you need that net front presence that Jewel eriksson brings to the ice. So if he's able to come back here in this game this evening, that's a massive swing for the Minnesota Wild and will help them tremendously. But let's not discount what Ryan Hartman brings to this lineup as well. Hartman has been on that top uh, line with Kirill Kaprizov and Matt Cucurello, uh for a good portion of the back half of the season, and that line has clicked. Uh, Matt Zuccarello is in need of any sort of boost that he can possibly get to get going, and it's either going to go one of two ways tonight. Either we're going to see that top line given an opportunity with all three of those guys together, given an opportunity to try to jumpstart that group. We're going to see that, or we are going to see somebody take Matt Zuccarello's spot in the lineup and the other two pieces Kirill Kaprizov, and Ryan Hartman will stay the same. My money would go to Gustav Nyquist, who has looked really good in this series and basically in his entire wild career uh, so far. He's had a point in pretty much every game that he's played. He assisted on a couple of sensational goals in game two and just continues to look like a guy that can really make an impact in this series. So my money, if we would be putting anybody in that top-line spot, would be Gustav Nyquist. We'll see if it happens. It's hard to argue with uh, with what Kaprizov, Zuccarello, and Hartman, when they're going and they're clicking, it's hard to argue with what those guys have done. And so if the coaching staff decides to give them an opportunity to, to see if they can get out of this little mini-funk, give them an opportunity at home to do so, I'm fine with that. The other big one, the big change for tonight's game, is Philip Gustafson was the first off the ice, which usually leads you to believe that he is going to be the starting goalie here this evening. Some of the things to pull from Game 2 with Marc-Andre Fleury starting is that now you have Philip Gustafson fully rested after that marathon Game 1 that the Wild were part of. You've got Philip Gustafson fully rested coming off of a sensational performance He's going to be ready to go in front of the home fans here tonight, and you've got the perfect goalie that can just be a brick wall and stop the opponent, and we'll see if the Wilds go back to that more calm style that they seem to play with with Gustafson in the net. That is something we tried to kind of get to the bottom of uh, after Game 2 for the everydayers that listen uh, on an each and everyday basis. We tried to dive into that a little bit, and it just... There's a noticeable difference between how this team plays with Flurry and how they play with Gustafson. So look for the Wild to get back to more of a comfortable and calm style of hockey uh, here tonight. But uh, we're going to give a little pregame hype speech to finish up the show. So I don't want to use all of my... uh, I I don't want to use the whole reservoir yet. But uh, that is going to be something that definitely will factor in to uh, what we see here this evening. Now, beyond that, What would the lines look like if everybody is back and ready to roll? Well, we'll speculate as to how the lines could look as we continue today's episode of Lockdown Wild. After a word from our sponsor. For a championship team, it's all about making sure every player is a perfect fit. It's the same when it comes to your vehicle. Every part needs to fit just right. So the next time you need parts and accessories, head to eBay Motors. With eBay Guaranteed Fit, you can be sure every part you need fits right the first time around. Just add your ride to My Garage and look for the green check to know the part will fit or your money back. Because just like in sports, confidence is the name of the game when you shop on eBay Motors. And with over 122 million parts to choose from, you'll be back in the game in no time. After all, it's easy to bring home a win when the right parts are guaranteed. Get the right parts, the right fit and the right prices on ebaymotors.com. Let's ride. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Continuing today's episode of Lockdown Wild. Once again, thank you as always for making Lockdown Wild your first listen each and every day. Want to remind you as well, with the game on this evening, make sure to take the opportunity to listen in. You can do so on the Sirius XM Uh, Game starts at 8.30, 830 8.30-ish tonight. And so uh, make sure you catch all the action of the Wild Hometown broadcast with SiriusXM on the SXM app. Just search Wild. So let's assume that Jewel Eriksson, Ryan Hartman both return in this one tonight. Well, the first thing that's going to change in the lineup is Sam Steele is going to get sent lower. Uh, I'm, I'm going to go ahead and just say let's mix it up, and so we'll go with Kirill Kaprizov, Ryan Hartman, and Gustav Nyquist as your top line. If Jewel eriksson is back, you go back to the magical combo that was on just an absolutely torrid scoring pace in Matt Boldy, Jewel eriksson and Marcus Johansson. So that's your top six. I would ride with that. I think that is a uh, a solid way to go. Next, for that third-line pairing, I think you then go Matt Zuccarello, Freddie Goudreau, and you can take your pick if you are going to put Oscar Sundquist in that spot or Marcus Foligno in that spot. Uh, I think you could make a case between the two that Sundquist played the better game between the two in game two. Marcus Foligno in game one, he had nine hits. He was flying all over the ice. Didn't see that same level of physicality in game two that we did in game one. So you could make the argument that Oscar Sunquist had the more impactful game between the two, in which case pop him on line three. And then your fourth line, you've got Connor Dewar and you've got Brandon Duhame. Those guys are not coming out of the lineup because they make such a big impact on special teams. They are penalty kill aces. They are shorthanded goals waiting to happen And if you are going to have one single player in this lineup that's going to potentially allow for some explosive excitement to rip the roof off the XL Energy Center, it's Brandon Duhame. So those two guys are not coming out of the lineup. It then comes down to whether or not you go with Marcus Foligno or you go with Ryan Reeves. And for my money, I think based off of what you need to have happen in this game, I may go Marcus Fellino on the fourth line with Connor Dewar and Brandon Duhame, and just shake things up a little bit because what did we see in game two? The Wilds looked like a team that was anticipating a, uh, a ton of punches being thrown by the Dallas Stars. And the Dallas Stars just went about their business. And so it now is, okay, we're not going to have as much of that as we thought. Well, then we're going to go back to our particular style and how we play, how the Wild play, hashtag grit first. And so you may take some of those bigger guys out of the lineup uh, in this one this evening. Now, also interesting in morning skate this morning is there was one player that uh, Michael Russo noted that also came off the ice before the... Uh, healthy scratches typically do, and that was Sammy Walker. Now, that is interesting because you've got Erikssonek and Hartman that did the same thing, so you'd assume they're coming into the lineup. Is there maybe somebody else that comes out of the lineup here in Game 3? There are a couple of forwards that have been banged up this series, Freddie Goudreau being one of them. So is it possible that you get one of those guys that uh, end up coming out of the lineup uh, due to injury here, in exchange for guys that are coming back in, I would hope not for Freddie Goudreau. Every day or know we've talked about Freddie Goudreau and his importance to this Minnesota Wild team. So I would hope that he is still able to go here in this one tonight. But again, we're not going to see the uh, we're not going to see the cards tipped by Dean Evason until this evening for uh, the warm up set sometime around eight eleven. So. That's the best I can do in terms of speculating with the lineup, but I think you got to roll with that line of Erickson Matt Boldy, and Marcus Johansson. Give those guys an opportunity to see what they can do in the postseason if Jewel Erickson is back, Ryan Hartman back up to the top line. And if you want to try to light a fire under Mark, um, Matt Zuccarello to get him back to where you want his performance to be, yeah, Switch, uh, switch Nyquist to that top line and see what he's able to do. This is what happens in the postseason, is you see teams make subtle tweaks. I keep going back to what happened in last year's postseason where the Wild were up two games to one, and Craig Berube took the lineup cards. He took the strategy. He took everything from the season that got them to that point, and he threw it in a blender, and he started from scratch. That's the thing that differentiates the postseason from the regular season is that you may have a particular formula that got you to the regular season, but once the postseason comes about, it uh, it is an entirely new animal that, uh, that you end up having to try to contend with. And defensively, it, it's going to be interesting to see what we get for a bounce-back performance from Jared Spurgeon and Jake Middleton. Those guys were not uh, having a fun night in Game 2 of the series as uh, I think both were a minus three or worse in that game. So a rare off night for Middleton Spurgeon, but also you're not going to have to have Jared Spurgeon quarterback that top power play this evening. You got Brodeen and Dumba as well. And let's not discount the biggest factor that having Jewel Ericksonek back in the lineup, if he plays, would provide, and that is on the penalty kill. Jewel Ericksonek may be the most impactful penalty killer on this team. Scratch that. He is the most impactful penalty killer on this team. And so you put him back into the lineup, and that is a huge boost on both sides of the special teams battle on the penalty kill and then also being the tap-in guy, the birdie tap-in specialist for the Minnesota Wild here tonight. Beyond that, Klingberg and Faber. We didn't see anything glaring from Brock Faber in the negative category in Game 2, despite an overall down performance from the Wild, well, mostly across the board. So that's an encouraging sign for Faber as he continues to roll through his first five to six games of NHL action. So you keep rolling with Faber, see what Klingberg is able to do uh, in place of John Merrill, and I think at the very least... We're not going to see some of those head-scratcher penalties that, uh, that hurt the Wild in game two. So some tweaks, potentially more tweaks, and more importantly, Philip Gustafson in the net for game three to try to brick wall this thing in front of the home fans. Speaking of the home fans, it's going to be a raucous, rowdy atmosphere for tonight's game at the XL Energy Center, and so we are going to try to get things pumped up As we get you ready to roll, ready to run through a brick wall for Game 3 tonight. That's coming up next here on Locked on Wild. Final segment of today's episode of Locked on Wild. Thank you once again for making Locked on Wild your first listen each and every day. For the everydayers, tomorrow we'll have a full recap of Game 3 with Kevin Gorg after the game live from XL Energy Center. So make sure to tune in for that, and then we will pick up the pieces and gear up for Game Four on Sunday. Lockdown Wild will be there in person for both games, so look for some content um, from look for some content from us live from the X as this thing gets rolling. And we sit here on the brink of Game Three with an opportunity. The Wild have an opportunity here to get things back to their brand of hockey. Hashtag grit first in front of the home fans. The Wild did what they needed to do in Dallas, winning the first game and taking home field advantage away from the Dallas Stars. Dean Evason's going to be able to pinpoint his matchups in this game tonight, which means we should see more opportunities for the top line, for the Boldy line, to get some favorable matchups against the uh, the bottom 6 for the Dallas Stars here this evening and you're going to be able to deploy some physical bruising play against the Robertson line at the top. If the Wild can contend in the faceoff circle, Jewel Eriksson coming back would help with that as would Ryan Hartman if you can contend in the faceoff circle. If you keep Dallas away from the front of the net, what did the Wild do in the first game of the series that they did so well? to keep Dallas from getting those point-blank looks. They flooded the front of the net. They kept sticks in those passing lanes, and Dallas was forced to decide for either a quick shot or trying to roll the dice behind the boards, which usually rolled empty for them. So keep the front of the net clean. Keep the sticks in the passing lanes for the Minnesota Wild. The great thing is we saw the formula. We saw the blueprint that the Wild need to go to to win in this series in Game 1. If this series is played at Dallas's speed, we're going to see a repeat of Game 2, but if the Wild hunker down defensively, win the battles along the boards, and keep Dallas from getting in rhythm, we're going to see a repeat of Game 1, and we're going to see a Dallas team that gets frustrated as the game wears on, and gets worn down as the game goes on as well. The XL Energy Center is going to be absolutely rolling in this one tonight. There is nothing like playoff hockey. And for an arena that usually sells out as it is, it's going to be absolutely insane. And so another way for the Wilds to really pull things in their favor tonight is going to be for an early goal. We've seen them have the ability to do that in the past against some of the top teams in the league. And so you get an early goal, maybe off of a turnover, a breakaway, something. You get an early goal and that roof is going to absolutely explode. There is an opportunity for the Wild here in this one to really pull things into their favor early on in this game and try to take Dallas out of it. That's that's what they need to do. And again, we saw a frustrating performance in game two, but punch-counterpunch. It's a long series. The Stars are going to rebound, they're going to absorb the hits that the Wild send at them, and they're going to punch back. The key is to just get up after you get hit, shake it off, close that fist, and just go right back to it uh, against the best that the Stars have to offer. Let's look also at what we saw from the rest of the Western Conference playoff series. All those teams that jumped out to 1-0 leads, lost. So every series is 1-1 right now. And that's what you expect, is you expect to give your best shot to a team and you expect them to adjust and to push right back. That's the great thing about these series being seven games is that you get a lot of different things thrown at you by opposing teams. And so for the Wild. They have given themselves a great opportunity here. You win game three, and all of a sudden after that, you are putting Dallas into a position in which they really have to start looking for some things uh, to try to get back into this series. So, physical. Use that slogan. Hashtag grit first. Play wild hockey to win this game. And uh, just... Make it so that Dallas does not have anything easy throughout the course of the night. Puck battles behind the net, turnovers, simply beating stars players to the puck. It's all about doing all the other things that lead you to possession. They lead you to shots. They lead you to goals. All those little things build up and give you more opportunities to come away with more shots and more goals, let's not discount as well. Jake Ottinger did not look particularly sharp in Game 2. He looked like he was feeling a little bit, uh, especially after the Wild scored those two goals in 11 seconds to get it to 4-3. Jake Ottinger might be feeling it a little bit himself too. So pepper the net, test Ottinger early and often, and... Make sure that you don't leave any goals on the board uh, in this matchup. The other big key is penalties. And this is a tricky spot, but it's a critical one for this wild team. We've seen, we've seen some exchanges between Dean Evason and Pete DeBoer this week as to how things have been officiated and how the penalties have been handled so far in this series. And again, you're not going to roll a perfect game in the penalty area, but just try to limit those penalties. But if you do go on the power play or the penalty kill, face-offs are key. Win the faceoff, get yourself set up. On the PK, win the faceoff, get the puck out of town. Those are the two biggest factors. single biggest factors on special teams tonight is win the faceoff and let everything else set itself up from there. It's playoff hockey. Playoff hockey at the XL Energy Center tonight. Game three of the series with an opportunity to take a two games to one lead. What's not to love about this opportunity and being one of those teams left standing at this point in the year? You took about as good of a punch as Dallas could land in game two. So put some ice on it. Rub some dirt on it. Whatever phrase you prefer get back up, punch again, send Dallas back to a spot where they have to try to figure out some adjustments heading into game four. It's, it, it's as much of an exciting opportunity as you could possibly ask for at this point. And so if you're going to the game tonight, get loud, get rowdy. We want it once that first wild goal is scored. We want the roof to absolutely come off the XL Energy Center. And uh, it's going to be an unbelievable atmosphere here this evening. And so make sure that that you tune in. Make sure you keep things tuned to Lockdown Wild as well as we'll be there, hopefully willing the Wild to a Game 3 win. We'll have a postcast after the action tonight with Kevin Gorg, so make sure you tune in for that one as well. But that is going to wrap it up for tonight's episode of Lockdown Wild. Again, for the everydayers, make sure you stick with us tomorrow for a full recap of Game 3, and we'll get you set for Game 4 against Dallas at the XL Energy Center on Sunday. If you are new to Locked on Wild, make sure to take this opportunity to subscribe on YouTube or your favorite podcast platforms. Thanks for tuning in, and we hope that you continue with us as this series unfolds. You can find new episodes of Locked on Wild every Monday through Friday, as part of the Locked On Podcast Network.